Chapter Eight of the Rock Frog. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Linda Marie Nielsen, Vancouver, B.C. The Rock Frog by Harriet Anna Cheever. What the Frogs Taught the Farmer. At a little distance from Long Pond was a fine, large farm, where water from the pond was carried in pipes to the barn and the family mansion. Farmer Harris was a middle-aged man who should have known some things that he never stopped to think of, so he forgot that all the creatures in the world are meant to be of use, and he would storm at harmless little flies and hoppers in a way not at all nice or noble in a great grown-up man as he came up from a wide meadow one evening he noticed that the frogs were having a gay time skipping around the pond and calling to their fellows to come and skip across the meadow too i won't have these noisy fellows piping chewing swallowing and hollering all about the farm he said i'll find some way of ridding the place both of noisy frogs and good-for-nothing toads farmer harris went grumbling up to the house and pretty soon a company of toads came leaping over to the pond making frightened complaint of what they had heard the farmer say toads you know look like frauds yet in many respects they are unlike them they are like frogs in being children of the night liking best to hop and leap about under cover of the darkness their hind legs are shorter than those of the frog so they have to take shorter leaps they do not live long either as they are thought to live only about forty years which however is a long life for so small a creature like the frog they eat only what is alive until being snapped at and devoured at once their eyes are bright as jewels and they have little glands behind their heads from which they can send out a kind of poisonous fluid when frightened they keep perfectly still except for swallowing swallowing and swallowing as if a little stream was constantly running down their throats if they should happen to spurt a jet of that unwholesome fluid into anyone's eyes it would make them smart miserably they have no teeth like frogs but like the frogs do not drink simply absorbing or drawing in moisture through the skin a toad is a funny creature when it sees a nice plump fly or insects fluttering through the air it will keep as still as though it had no life its eyes would seem fixed on nothing and will not move then just as buzz buzz comes along out darts toady's tongue like a flash and buzz buzz is seen no more unlike frogs toads live on land except early in the spring when they sometimes take to the water but like frogs when cold weather comes they creep into holes under stumps or stones and sleep the long winter through how the frogs and the toads live for months without food is a mystery but they are cared for 
as is everything in nature and nature is full of strange amusing and mysterious things judge kerchunk was squatting comfortably before his door when he saw a company of small dark objects coming towards the rock and he knew at a glance that it was made up of frogs and toads father hindlegs was in the procession but it was headed by a great bullfrog who like boom a room got his name from his deep and rolling voice which at times would make one think of the lowing of an angry ox he was a handsome fellow that is for a frog with good long fingers at the end of his forelegs for sticking in the mud and such wide webby toes at the end of his hind legs that they were as good as paddles in swimming the webbed toes of a frog serve the same purpose in swimming as do the fins and webbed tail of a fish paddy go frump was a reddish brown spotted with black with a yellow line down the middle of his back he would sit for hours baking in the sun then plunge into the cool waters of the pond and neither cough nor sneeze from the quick nervous hop of the frogs and the steady plumping along of the more heavy-bodied toads the rock frog knew something had gone wrong and imagined they were coming to him for advice he was not mistaken in froggy language patty go frump began oh our good judge kerchunk such trouble as we are in the farmer who lives near the long pond is going to drive us all away from our homes for he says we are pesters and a plague he allows his boys to throw stones at us and has a fearful creature called a dog that makes a great barking cry ten times louder than our musical croaks and songs this he will let rush us and scaring us most dreadfully and oh dear judge such an alarming story as the toads have to tell what can we do what can we do as patty go frump ceased speaking a monster toad began in a low-pitched voice will the kind and knowing rock frog listen to the sad plaint of the toads we live at the farm near long pond and the farmer who threatens to drive away the frogs means to drive or kill off the toads also his boys and his barking creature chase us into holes and under stumps or stone or chew us up if we do not go away and he has sprinkled a strange white powder over the strawberry beds the pea vines the potatoes and in fact all through the garden that has made many of us very ill indeed we come with the frogs to ask what can we do what can we do judge kerchunk winked and blinked in silence a few moments then he sat upright swallowed and swelled and moved the lower lids of his tiny eyes as a frog can do when troubled or excited at length he spoke my children i will tell what will be the best thing for you all it will take patience and seem a hard thing to do but follow my counsel and i think you will find that the farmer man will be glad enough to treat you all well after my plan has been tried 
instead of letting him drive you away go you every one without sign or sound and for the space of four weeks do not go near either pond or garden you frogs can live very comfortably in the bog about a quarter of a mile away the toads can hop into the woods and there abide for four weeks it is not so very long to leave your homes and it will be far better to live in peace during the rest of the summer and through the warm dewy weeks of autumn than to be all the time in dread of what the mistaken farmer his boys his dog and his harmful powders may do it will indeed be strange and hard for us to move out entirely drummed patty gofrump but your advice shall be followed will it not be hard for me asked the rock frog in an undertone croak then the frogs and toads saw how kind and unselfish george kerchunk had been in settling aside his own comfort and giving the best advice of which he could think for although one or two frogs could hop over occasionally to see that the judge was all right yet it was going to be very lonely for him having them away for so long a time and his advice was brave as well as wise and although neither frogs nor toads knew what it meant they yet felt safe in trusting him and doing as he said and indeed he did miss them did the rock frog no tuneful fiddlings by the pond no jigs or dancing by moonlight no welcome leapings to the rock to tell the news no frog races as it grew dark no puffy friendly toads toddling along to see the fun and to take a turn in the round dances but as the end of a lonely fortnight the rock frog looking from his little door saw farmer harris walking along with a very sober face kerchunk kerchunk muttered the judge my plan is working at the end of another week the farmer passed the rock again and this time with a troubled anxious air he appeared to be looking for something in the grass and in boggy places that he did not find two little round eyes watched him kerchunk kerchunk chuckled the rock frog with a grin that sent a slit way across his face how that plan of mine does work the night before the fourth week would be up judge kerchunk saw farmer harris walking slowly along head down hands clasped behind him his entire appearance downcast and dejected but hark he is talking to himself and the rock frog strains his mites of ears to catch his words oh what a fool was i to talk of such a thing as driving away the frogs and toads did they hear me and go of their own accord to teach me a serious much-needed lesson but alas i knew so little when i saw that wise man to-day and told him our pond water was scarcely fit to drink that all kinds of bugs and insects were sailing happily on the surface he asked have you no frogs there and when i told the old landscape gardener that tiny creepy things and greedy crawling things were eating up my vines and vegetables he asked have you no toads about 
then i remembered how silent it had grown by the pond at night and that no brown hoppers had crossed my path for several days and i began looking in earnest and in anxiety for the useful frogs and toads ah me i did not know that the frogs ate up and in other ways did away with what was impure about the water and that the toads took care of the creepers and the crawlers that destroyed my vines and vegetable plants alack if only the frogs and the toads would come back to pond and garden i would be their friend and protector i would indeed farmer harris strode away head still down and hands clasped behind his back while judge kerchunk danced a jig that banged his knotty sides against the rough wall of his chamber and it looked as though his mouth might be going to swallow his head so fearful was the stretch of it at night when a frog and a toad came to inquire for his health the rock frog told them they might bid the different tribes return to their homes and neither the farmer nor anything belonging to him would do them any harm when midnight was chiming back they came great leaping hopping squads of jubilant home-returning wanderers and when judge kerchunk made them understand what farmer harris had said the frogs had to get on a little extra swell at the thought of what useful creatures they were and the toads puff with importance at knowing the farmer could not get along without them and prosper before morning the long pond sent out a chorus making it sound as if fairly alive and the vines along the ground and the potato plants appeared as if alive also with hosts of active toads hopping in every direction daylight had not dawned when farmer harris stood in the meadow between pond and garden again talking to himself thank the lord the frogs have come back and the toads are here too i should think every frog was trying to split his throat with the tooting it is keeping up and the toads i verily believe are trying to trip me up dancing under my feet at nearly every step but the racket of the frogs is music in my ears and the toads are welcome to trip me if they can down by the pond father hindlegs said to paddy go frump what a wise judge is our rock frog and paddy go frump said to father hindlegs what a knowing rock frog is our judge kerchunk end of chapter eight recording by linda marie nielsen vancouver bc